0: One man, one dream. Two men, two dreams. Two men, one dream. One place for all your guitar needs. So Glo Guitar Gallery and So Custom Guitars at 509 Glauch Glauch, Kla- K- Soglow Guitar Gallery and
1: Soglow Custom Guitars. At 509 Gloucester Street in Brunswick, Georgia has everything. Electric guitars, acoustic guitars, bass guitars, amplifiers, hand-built custom guitars and amps, strings, pedals, and accessories, instrument repairs and guitar lessons, mics and mic stands, even drumsticks. Get 10% off your next purchase. Just say you saw it or heard it on something in the water for the wants, the needs, the dreams of South Georgia and North Florida guitar players. Soglow Guitar Gallery and Soglow Custom Guitars. 509 Gloucester Street, downtown Brunswick, Georgia.
0: Something in the water taught me how to crawl Something in the water taught me how to crawl
1: Well, welcome back, folks, to another Something in the Water
0: podcast. I'm Uncle Dave Griffin. And I'm Sean Clark. And we're here with our good buddy, or good buddy-to-be. We're just mm-hmm. really now meeting him, but Anders Thompson. Hello. Hello, everybody. If- From
1: uh, Bloomingdale, Georgia. That is correct. That's where you reside now, yep. eh? yeah. And And uh, that's not what you would call
2: original home. No. No? No. no. Where did you uh, actually grow up? There? I grew up in... Lansing, Michigan. Uh, and I'm uh, They, I they went. have a coast up there? It, a coast? Yeah. No, no. No coast. No, that's Michigan. in the middle of the state. Yeah. yeah. So we're okay. uh, a couple hours from uh, any of the big lakes. From the big lakes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. As I recall, I don't really even know it's been so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's 90 miles from Detroit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So it's landlocked as far as yeah. as, as you were uh, yeah. concerned, yeah. and uh, it was a big treat to go to Lake Michigan to go to the beach. Yeah, yeah. Get fried smelt. That hey what? Fried smelt. smelt, little 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 like minnows, fried deep fried, oh yeah, wrapped in a in a uh. paper cone with oh, wow. vinegar and salt. I don't think they do that anymore. <laughs> okay, it's a, it was a delicacy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, it was beach food. They had little yeah. shacks on the beach. There you could get your fried smell. I'll have a smelt. And, uh, <laughs> smelt in your mouth. <laughs> That's pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, uh, you're a guitar player and songwriter? Phenomenal guitar player. Thank you. Yep, I do that. And um, you lived there for how long did you live there? For
2: in you? Michigan? Yeah. Uh, well, I probably... Uh, Until I was seventeen, I got you. Until Um, you could hit the uh, road. Yeah, I moved to New York City as soon as I Mm -hmm. got the chance. That sounds like a story there. It was was a story. It was great. Were
0: you playing then, or did you find music? Yeah,
2: I I decided. I I mean, I played in in Michigan a good bit. I got lucky enough to find some older musicians that had gigs in bars and um i became a bass player and played with them and uh, and then by apparently by the time i was 17 i'd have enough of it and i was going to go on to new york city and seek wow. my fame and fortune <laughs> <laughs> that's bold now uh yeah well I, I my sister lived out there so i yeah. had that and it was a start uh and uh it wasn't completely jumping hmm. off the deep hmm. end, but um, I'm really glad I did it. It was a great no experience. Kidding. And, yeah, I uh, can imagine I, great place to grow up,
1: you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> long and long uh I- Pull some pictures off of your Facebook page, and long and along we may uh, come across some uh, things that equate with the uh, pics, and I remember seeing one of uh, 1990s uh, New York City, and uh, it looked like a casual street pic. Uh, let's see what Justin pulls up there. and uh, We can uh, just along and along we may just refer to these and uh, and get you to comment on them. That would be oh, N- well, NYC 90s.
2: Yeah.
0: So you were still in New York in the 90s? <clears throat> yeah, I left there in
2: 1997. And then you moved? Um, with those, not the guy on the left, or the second from the left, but the, the two guys in the hats that aren't me. The three of us moved from New York City.
1: Now are a, you
2: in this picture? Uh yeah. I've got the, black you're the hat. one with
1: the black hat right yeah, there. The, uh, dead between
2: on. the with no sunglasses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on my right or yeah, on my right is uh Mike Smith, who, mm-hmm. who played drums with my band, the ex-husbands, and on my left is Mark Miller, who played bass with the ex-husbands. All right.
1: And and that was a uh, three piece? Yeah. Awesome. What uh was this country music?
3: yeah
2: um it it was pretty straight ahead country we start actually started out as a four-piece but one night the other guitar player couldn't make it and we just went ahead as a three-piece yeah um and yeah they we were pretty pretty straightforward country i I mean for the first set yeah the second set maybe a little more rock and roll yeah Yeah. we played war pigs
3: all
1: right
2: like you do
0: well, there was, <laughs> like you did, <do.
2: laughs> there was a definite uh turn. That picture was taken outside of the uh, outside of Madison Square Garden. Oh, wow. oh, really? Across the street from the post office. You you have made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were outside of Madison Square Garden. Yeah.
1: Hey, there was definitely a turn in in uh, country music in the mid eighties. Uh, uh, Return to traditionalism with Dwight Yoakam and uh of course Rodney Crowell, you know, kind of a resurgence with him and you had the newer ones
0: coming out, you know, uh, uh, Steve Earl, Dwight Yoakam and Randy Travis, all their no. debut albums came out the same day. I was, re- <laughs> oh, really? I was reading not too long <laughs> ago a, and I was like, that's like three totally different. That's the holy
1: triumvirate. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, uh, Dwight, you know, uh, he was out in, uh, California doing the, the cow punk thing, you know, that big movement out there. Did you, did your music ever get into areas
2: there or, or was that we used a used to pl- We played yeah. in California. Oh, did you? Yeah. We okay. played, uh, we, w- for a while we had a booking agent and, um, and some, a couple records out and we played uh in california all over the southeast and midwest cool and um and, and in texas we played a lot in texas and, yeah wow and then california we made it up to seattle even um, wow, uh, i think we might have gone i think maybe we got up there on two different tours um mm-hmm. that's just such a long way and mm-hmm. and out there you don't have the towns aren't as close together mm-hmm. so you don't have like greenville at athens mm-hmm. atlanta they're not all nice and packed together mm-hmm. so it's a hall in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting from san diego to el paso <laughs> and there's nothing there's nothing in between yeah. it's just keep driving
0: blow a tire out there and you're out it's that the, it's it, <laughs> it, yeah it looks
2: inhospitable and uh we were driving that way i don't remember which way we were going but we were it you know in the desert and it's so beautiful but we saw a guy sit, lean his leaning on a guardrail hitchhiking and there we hadn't been past an exit in 30 miles and there wasn't another exit for 30 mm-hmm. we didn't stop to pick him up but we thought where did he come from (laughs) but he he was just dressed like in street clothes like that's where he lived he was like going to my cousin's house or whatever it was
1: (laughs) hey i uh envy you for having traveled that route oh it was great We, we, we had one thing that i have yet to do is Never made it past Little Rock, Arkansas, and somewhere in the middle of Texas. I've been that far, but beyond that, out into the desert. Yeah, I haven't either, and I want. not go back. Oh, my God. It's, it's, uh, I just it's want to another, see it. I just another want word. to ex- yeah, it's
2: worth. experience the yeah. visual,
3: if
1: anything.
2: Well, I, I can't say that I really <clears throat> saw it except out of the van window, but True, I did. Yeah. Following that, I've been back. Uh, I went out there once with my uh my wife mm-hmm. it might have been before we were married, but we uh we did some camping out there, mm-hmm. so that was nice um, but there's no place I don't want to go you know I love traveling oh yeah yeah, so
1: what kind of a childhood uh, did you have were you uh uh
2: uh military by any chance no Nothing no other? my uh my father ran a theater uh um uh, live they did plays uh, oh, cool. and um uh, my mother was the customer yeah. and uh it, it started out as a summer theater, and then they became a year round theater. They got some um funding from the state of Michigan yeah. and uh and uh, he's been gone for over ten years now, but um and he stopped he wasn't associated with it for probably 20 years before he died, but it's, it's still going, it's still a a theater. Um, so I, I never was really that interested in theater, but, um, acting, but I did, uh, some of the plays that they did were musicals. And I remember (laughs) as a child, seeing some show, they had an electric bass player, and the guy—I don't know who it was—but I remember being very impressed that he—he he was really cool, <laughs> and he sat on his amp, <laughs> and, and and I, I was like, I'm "That's doing, I'm it. Doing that's that. that's <laughs> what I want to do." That's awesome. Well, you—you—you you, you had the showbiz roots then. Yeah, I think so. I think that might <clears> be <throat> some of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I, yeah, I never got into. I was on stage as a child in a couple plays, uh, extra kind of things, but that never bit me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I was reading on there that uh in one of the little uh, bio blurbs uh that uh no, it's actually a clipping from a newspaper from uh, from uh, Lansing. Mm. It said that you were uh uh Fourteen years old
2: had written a uh, a, a, mu- a musical <laughs> or I uh, forgot about sneakers. that. Yes, I did that for some reason. Uh, it was. <laughs> it might have been. Maybe we just thought it was a way to get my band on stage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have no idea what. All that was all I do not What I, you, I, I don't know what the song sounded like. I you can't, of, can't remember. I don't. know. I, really? I, yeah, uh, I remember. Awesome. I remember a few performances of it. I think we did kind of like matinees. Yeah. Uh. But uh, yeah, very hazy recollection. <laughs> um, that's pretty pretty strong though. I mean, well, uh, I you know I think that yeah. most people that age are capable of uh, a lot that that they don't really get the support that is necessary but kids are I mean, right now i have a daughter that's she's about to turn 16 and yeah and she's up for anything you know yeah. I, I i i place a great deal of trust in her ability and her good sense you know i think mm-hmm. that and i think if you do that then you're gonna get you're gonna get that out of it, mm-hmm. a good results you yeah
1: know? I was always scared to death for some reason. Like you're saying, I could never have made the decision to go to New York. Or, or back in my day, it had been, uh, you know, early 70s or something. It would have been a trip to California, you know. Uh, I just never had that drive in me, you know. Of course, I don't think I was
0: ready. I was yeah, ready ends. to get out of here. When I graduated, I was here a summer, and then I was in Philadelphia. But I follow, also followed a girl up there, so that helped. But <laughs> uh, but that's
1: admirable that you that you had that uh, you had that drive in you, and mm-hmm. I think it is a direct result of your your upbringing and everything. If you got supportive,
2: yeah, the uh, support, and also I think that uh, <clears throat> I I've met people that were from there hmm. it wasn't completely foreign to me you know mm-hmm. uh but uh and it uh, your sister was there like you said right? yeah yeah so it was yeah it wasn't just going there cold mm-hmm. i rode to, i do i rode the greyhound bus out there i do the first time i went mm-hmm. <laughs> had you already made the switch to guitar by then uh i well i played guitar before I played bass. Um, And but I when I went out there, I brought a bass and a guitar um, to be prepared. And I played bass when I first got to New York, Mm -hmm. just because I figured it was going to be more easy to get a gig that Mm -hmm. way. And uh, so that came in handy, because it got me into uh, a couple things that I did that, you know, um, were, I think, positive experiences.
0: Everybody needs a bass player. Pardon me? Everybody needs a bass player. Yeah. It seems like bass players are hard to find,
2: you know? Um, yeah, because it's, it's not really very fun.
0: Yeah. It's
2: like, <laughs> I
0: guess I'll tote this
2: stuff.
1: <laughs> I loved it. I loved the bass. The bass spoke to me. It was like everything that I... There for a period of time, it was like anything that came on the radio, the dashboard of the car... The turntable at home,
2: I just zeroed in on that bass part. Yeah. I love the listening to a, yeah. a good bass player. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, some of my <clears throat> favorite music. But, um, you know, like where a bass player is carrying part of the song, mm-hmm. you know, and anticipating and, and mm-hmm. they make themselves part of the music. A lot of bass players are following and not really. Right. And just there to thump on beat, more or less. But uh, Paul McCartney. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. it's like he's leading the band on the bass. Yeah. You know, it's he's, great stuff. What always
1: impressed me about Paul was that he would, uh, uh, by the time they were getting really into the deep, you know, por- portion of their career, when they, they were running the whole show by then. He, he would get in there and do the guide, you know, in order for the rest of the song to be built up. Then he would come back afterward, wipe everything clean, and then manufacture his own yeah. melodic bass part,
2: you know, that was just He's incredible. an incredible, incredible musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so where'd you learn all them hot licks? Uh, James Burton. Oh, wow. Well, personally, or just
0: listen to the records? Uh,
2: I I love listening to guitar players. Um, And, of course, James Burton is one. But um, Pete Anderson talking about Dwight Yoakam, he's Mm -hmm. a huge influence. Um, He really distilled a lot of stuff down for people. And just Mm -hmm. he took, you know, before I got into exploring all the different older recordings, James Burton had kind of written a little book on it and put it on there Dwight Yoakam uh, not James but but Pete Anderson, Pete Anderson put you know he he was like here's how you do it <laughs> these are all the licks you know uh, and and of course many others yeah. that uh my first guitar hero w- was you know being from Michigan it was Ted Nugent you know oh, he was okay. the guy everybody yeah. loved him when I was in junior high school he was oh. the guy to be like right before Eddie Van Halen came out yeah. <laughs> and it all changed really fast oh yeah um, uh, but yeah, the Nuge, he played a lot up there before he was outspoken in other ways. He would just come up and play his guitar and, uh, and he was great. I mean, yeah. I've, I saw him a couple times in various gymnasiums and, and, uh, he I saw him at
1: the, uh, uh, Georgia Southern college yeah. gym right over there in Douglas, Georgia, about 30 minutes from here in 72. And I was just a kid, probably about uh nineteen, and he couldn't have been much older than me, but uh mm-hmm. he was strutting around there with his shirt off and loincloth then or It was close. <laughs> but he had that long curly hair, you know, and I'll never forget this was the the image uh sitting there cross legged like an Indian on the gym floor watching him in the silhouette in the <clears throat> <clears throat> the stage lights, and he was up there just ripping it. And all of a sudden, he just turned to the left and go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, like that. and I saw that silhouette <laughs> oyster fly through the air and land right off the edge of the stage <laughs> on the side. He spit it about 15 feet. <laughs> and I thought, rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Pete Anderson, though. My God. My yeah, he's amazing. Um, let's see. who, What other? I mean, and of course, there's many, many others. Um, I love uh, James Burton. Uh, mm-hmm. Roy Buchanan, yeah. an amazing guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just keep naming now,
1: them. Uh, now, do you... Do you use the bender approach? No, no I've never used straight, a bender. You're no. just straight up picking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah.
2: Okay. I was advised not to use one of those, mm. uh, or not not to use one. I was t- I was asking somebody about it. They said it's kind of to learn learn the guitar. Yeah. You know? And then the more I learned about the guitar, and the more I learned, or I realized that I I'm never. Gonna need a B bender because I'm never gonna learn how to play the six strings as they are. You I know? gotcha. Um, but well, I try. You know, some I I like bending. I mean,
1: well, you can get those you the, the, those licks, steel licks, are doable on a six string guitar without the mechanisms and everything. With you know? a little
2: forethought, yeah. yeah, you have to plan it out. Yeah, and you, know? you gotta you gotta bend up before some of them bend up before you bend down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm. I can kind of do a few little things, not there's more strings on a steel guitar, of course. Mm-hmm. And then there's that whole music theory thing, which is not my <laughs> strong suit. So I kind of have to stumble upon the licks cause I don't really, I can't listen to them and go, Oh, that's a, whatever chord that mm-hmm. is. I don't know. I mean, as far as I got was nine, I can do a ninth chord yeah. <laughs> beyond that. I'm kind of a little bit lost, uh, I love steel player. I mean, I I love steel guitar. Uh, I love listening to it. Yeah, I do to too. It. I'm scared to death of it. I don't know
0: how to, you know, <laughs> uh, our friend of mine, Jody, he's always played lap steel and stuff like that. He got a pedal steel and he's just like, man, I don't know whether to sell this thing or <laughs> like, it's,
2: Yeah, it's hard. well, I mean, you lap steel can do so much as yeah. well, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's such a great uh, sound. I, I, I think I probably like the sound of lap steel mm-hmm. better than pedal steel, but, I mean, if you didn't have uh, pedal steel, I mean, lately I've been listening to a bunch of kind of 60s mainstream, like uh, Tammy Wynette and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And the steel players on that are just like. Badasses. (laughs) They make the song, you know, some of those Tammy Wynette songs. And, uh, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but it sounds great. They're uh, bending. <laughs>
1: They're pedal- they got pedals, knee levers, mm-hmm. yeah, and Lord God at the uh, the number of. Well, they got a pick on every finger, yeah, and uh, more than enough strings to go with it. It's just uh, incredible. And I tell you what was interesting to me <clears throat> because. Uh, I followed the, uh, the, of course, my daddy was big into record albums, you know, when he was a young man, when I was very young. So I was exposed to this country music Hank Sr. and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Don Helms. Mm-hmm. And, <coughs> 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 oh my God. <laughs> it was the uh oh my god variant there for a minute folks <clears throat> um um but so from the from the country music perspective of of the steel guitar i i i went back and and uh and did some reading on the history of the instrument you know and found out when i found out that there was a underground uh uh, the black folks adopted the instrument and took it underground into the religion, the into the church. And then about early nineties it resurfaced again with Robert Randolph and uh yeah. and Roosevelt Collier and those boys. I'm aware of those guys. Oh yeah. my I goodness. Yeah. And you talking about a whole nother
2: thing just jumped out there. Brilliant. <laughs> I can't I, I would think it, and i'm just guessing but i remember when i was a kid i can think of several households where there were lap steel guitars that had just been there forever and nobody played them <laughs> they weren't expensive a lot mm-hmm. of people bought them and i would think there might have been something to do with that it's like kind of like how the auto harp got into the hands of like the carter family it was, yeah. it was like a free instrument like here yeah. you go do what you can with it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
0: hey. Oh man, we got to um, record with Don Helms. Really, last wow. time he uh, recorded anything—that's amazing. It was, it was what year 2005. was that? Two thousand five. We had a project that we were doing here with a lot of me, Waycross musicians, and it was a like a concept album uh, called the Newfanglers. and our idea for it was—you kept saying this is like uh hank williams meets pink floyd on a dirt road and they fight it out and then it we had a sound like that we had a buddy that was like well i'm uh don helms computer guy <laughs> yeah you want me to ask him if he'll do it and we're like yeah so oh, then wow. we were getting it all set up and then he was he had a stroke and we're like well there that goes it's not gonna happen and then
1: six eight months later he was revived
0: <laughs> and when we got there he said he had to relearn how to play and stuff so yeah, it was amazing and then man it was just him sitting there with the guitar and it sounded the yeah, <laughs> like, actual guitar that yeah, he played on a lot old red, of those old you know um, you know Hank, Drifting senior song. cowboys, yeah, boy. Yeah. He's like, anything y'all want to hear before I put it up? Like, <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything, everything. Yeah, uh, that's something yeah. else, man. Yeah, that was awesome. <clears throat> so I was listening to your, some some of your songs earlier. Uh, what what you got on your website? I'm trying to remember the names of them. I know Jackknife was one. Jackknife,
2: uh, Crazy Old Dreamer. Uh, I, that's on the website. I'm
0: burn I can't me up
2: exactly burn burn me up burn yeah. me up burn me up that one's uh those three are we those are all part of the live set lately cool um nice songs yeah thanks thanks i just recorded uh about six or seven more songs last weekend okay oh, um and they might uh they might see the light of day i got it. <laughs> all right i've i i've got a buddy up in nashville who's going to mix them as soon as he gets a chance and we'll see how they sound real simple we just did it a uh, li- we did it live mm-hmm. um and uh we'll see what he can see yeah see how it sounds when he's done if i can if i can keep it almost free to do it so far so good mm-hmm. uh, um I might be able to justify releasing it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It's hard, man. You don't hardly make anything. You spend a bunch of money putting something out these days, and then well, I, you get nothing in return. The only thing
2: I'm going to do is yeah. if it's nearly free. And, yeah. and and in a way, that's kind of liberating, because then you 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 know you, you record something, and you, you worry about the production and how yeah. it's going to sound. And if you have no reason to spend money on it, and you don't spend money on it you just say you record it and you say that's what you get yeah. we came in here we and we, we we did four hours in a in a room a lot like this mm-hmm. um and uh so we're just going to do what we can do in four hours and and we'll either keep it or not mm-hmm. and, and it went really well so okay cool i'm i'm pretty excited about it but yes there's no uh very little incentive to to record. I've, I've got a. will sing you later on a song about that very topic. Right. <laughs> I would have said in the past, I would have said, this is the one that's going to make all that money for me. But now I know it's not. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I've got a box of CDs of two albums, you know, it's just, it's hard to say. You get a silly CD. What's the CD, you know? Yeah. And, well, uh, they're not
2: bad for having it shows because a lot of th- people just want to they want to give you ten they want to, bucks, they, you yeah. know. They want to tip mm-hmm. you, yeah. and so I'm. I mean, the the one that I do have, that you know, I sell two or the two, three of those every time, and it's long since been paid for. Mm-hmm. It's just a little pocket money.
0: That's the good thing about them is there's not a whole lot of money in. Them.
2: Yeah.
1: But, um, it's like fancy business cards
2: now. They really are. They're very expensive and business cards. People now that having been said that. I mean, people are still, there's lots of great music coming out mm-hmm. right, right now. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. lots, of, lots and lots and lots mm-hmm. of people making lots of great music. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm happy about that. And mm-hmm. that's one of the great things about the very thing that's making it. So you can't make any money is that you can hear all of this hear it great all, music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you
0: have things online to stream?
2: Uh- I have stuff on Bandcamp, okay. Um And, uh, you know, I make a little money, uh, mm-hmm. about enough to cover my YouTube subscription, <laughs> uh, so I, I break even on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of have balked at the idea of Spotify and those those things where you know Bandcamp they you know they they'll send you actual money. You know, it's hmm. like if somebody spends ten bucks, you get seven fifty. Are you on Bandcamp? No. Um, I don't know much about Bandcamp, but it doesn't. I bought
0: things on Bandcamp, but I've never put anything on there. Yeah,
2: yeah, they they, you get seventy five percent, which is great, really fair, but they don't have the, the profile and Mm -hmm. you know uh, that all the other things Mm -hmm. do. So
0: I've gotten money from Spotify one time. CD baby, I've gotten some things.
2: Maybe well, I was through CD Baby because me. that's who I did it through Same to thing. put it on Spotify. But yeah, I yeah. Think I'm thinking if if I do continue with this little project that I just got done, I'll do that the the full on all platforms release just to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Can't make all that much less.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of putting it out there <clears throat> to get your name out there or whatever. Yeah.
1: But, um, are you um? <laughs> Anders and Thompson, both. Uh, That's uh,
2: uh, is that Norse, Swedish, Danish. Danish. I mean, my my um, on my father's side, my grandparents. One of them was from Denmark. Okay. Um, And uh, so, yes, that's my. I'm named after my dad's favorite uncle. Okay. Anders. Um, So, he had. His father was the twelfth child. Wow! And big family. His mother was the thirteenth child.
1: Oh my. So, wow!
2: That's how many aunts and uncles he had. That, Bang! Uh, and uh, my grandfather was named Frank Dozenius Thompson. Dozenius. They called him that because he was the twelfth one. Oh wow! Dozenius. Now, <laughs>
1: He <coughs> um, did your uh, grandfather, or was it earlier generation that uh, came
2: to America? Uh, he was born in Nebraska. My grandfather on on my father's side, and my grandmother, she came to America as an indentured servant oh. from Denmark as okay. well. Um, and the story goes that he was born in a sod hut. Yeah. Um, so, in Nebraska. In Nebraska, yeah. Cool. And then on the other side, <clears throat> we've got uh, Scotch and German. Okay. Channer and Getzloff.
1: Um, there's another f- photo. I don't know. It was in right at the tail end of your photographs. And I don't know if it's a young you but your uh is a, a blonde haired boy and an older man
2: with a saw? yeah, that's me and uh, my dad that's, that's at, your uh, daddy, yeah okay, that's my dad um and that is me at uh you see you can see on the wall there that men used to wear coats and hats <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know, that was like dad's night at uh daycare, i think I remember How about that uh and there, yeah, there he is showing me how to saw. saw yeah, wood. <laughs> and I've got the horizontal and vertical stripes. On <laughs> you definitely, <laughs> definitely got the
1: stripes going. So that would have been in the 70s, yeah, about
2: 1970, 71, 71. That's like that. awesome in Grand Ledge, Michigan. Yeah,
1: I noticed a lot of other, uh, photographs or do you actually
2: build guitars mm-hmm. yeah so, i do okay all right, yeah, all right so. i build electric guitars yeah
0: mm-hmm. you've always got some fancy guitars that that would explain it <laughs> do you, you build most of those
2: um probably the only electric guitar that i have that i didn't build is uh, beat up old telecaster uh but so you the ones that you've seen yeah. are probably the ones that i've
0: uh Great. made you just make them for yourself or do you make them to sell? i've sold
2: a few um i uh i'm yeah i've sold, sold a few um and um i mean i can only keep so many guitars right so i have of the ones that i've made i probably in my possession are four uh and one of them is kind of the first one I ever made. And, uh, and then I made one for my daughter, pretty straight Telecaster copy. And then the, the Flying V I made because I was going to be uh, doing a Judas Priest cover band for Halloween one year. Oh, wow. So I said, we're going to have a Flying V for that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. But I put P90s in it, so it could also be twangy. Yeah, rock roll. and roll. It still sound like KK Downing or whoever.
0: <laughs> so you can rip all that Judas Priest stuff. Uh I mean, I did you learn it for that, or you, you already knew all this? Well, stuff?
2: I, I I had to learn the solos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not usually a solo memorizing person, but I thought for. For the Judas Priest, you kind of have to kind
0: of play that. They, you
2: you got to do it like the record because mm-hmm. there's really it's it's just does it just comes at you too fast to yeah. There's no room for yeah freestyling. Yeah, <laughs> nah. <know>? yeah. <clears throat>
0: oh, excuse me.
2: So yeah, I sat down and learned a couple solos where it was enough to get it the job done.
0: Right. You sure know your way around the fretboard. I love doing it. I
2: love um, watching your little. Uh, Chicken picking sessions yeah, on Instagram. I started doing that right around the time COVID hit. Yeah. And um it's it's really good practice.
0: I've never been much of a league guy at all. Um mm. always jealous of that stuff, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, well it's Well, there's people that are cut out for it, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah.
2: I, always- I think you know. You start dipping your toe into it, you you can you know it it all get it gets easier. Yeah. You know, once you start doing a little bit, mm-hmm. but you do have to spend a lot of time at it. I mean, there's no there two ways about that. Um, which I tell people now that um, people ask me if I give guitar lessons, and I say, you're not going to like what I have to say. Because I'm going to tell you to practice, yeah. and, and I, if I had to learn to play guitar now, yeah. I couldn't do it because I just don't have time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Y- you have to really practice you a lot. Put in a lot of hours. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I, my dad always yeah. Sudden, I put in
0: plenty of hours playing. I just was always trying to write a song. Was, yeah. Well, oh, that's a
2: that's a different thing, yeah. and you have to writing songs. You have to practice. Mm-hmm. It's um, which I'm kind of. Um, trying to do more of lately um but it's it's the same way
0: Mm -hmm. i feel like i couldn't do both i had to just
2: (laughs) well there's time that's one thing that i didn't some people nobody realized but i just don't think i could have done yeah there's time for everything yeah i mean i'm finding out i'm probably older than i thought i'd ever be (laughs) uh, i didn't know that i would have all this time to do (laughs) You know, it's, it's nice. Uh, you can focus on different things. Yeah.
0: I, w- I was always good at uh, finding the guys that were like 10 years younger that were could pick yeah. crazy solos, and I'd snatch them up. <laughs> they finally ran me off from <laughs> driving around the school yard. <laughs> Get on out of here with your van. There's yeah. that guy again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, the carpool line all the time that my daughter was in school, I would i pick her up and sit there and play guitar while we're waiting for the doors to open up. So there's you got to find a time, you know, like there's thirty <laughs> minutes I'd and of course I'd go a little early sometimes so I can get that extra fifteen minutes of practicing. So is your daughter just ripping it up already? <laughs> She's or? chosen not to play the guitar. She, oh, yeah? uh, I tried to encourage her and uh, she she didn't take to it. Yeah. and uh she's a music fan she's mm-hmm. uh she's got her own tastes in music and she's got uh, she's into collecting vinyl and um but she's got many other interests as well and mm-hmm. she's r- r- good at school which mm-hmm. is not something that i ever was and yeah i got a kid like that She's taking calculus. Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> it's fun, which is to me is just funny yeah. to, to look at. You know, it's <laughs> like, what, <laughs> is <this? laughs> what is this? What those are <laughs> <your> letters. <laughs> what? That's not math.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I always try to put a guitar in my son's hands from the get go, and uh, he he has uh, gravitated toward the piano or keyboard, but even less of like he's trying to do movie score kind of stuff and mm-hmm. uh he he can pick we we watching a movie he's like this is the score from this movie they're just borrowing it but like he knows all the facts of who this composer <laughs> is and i'm like what in the world man like how
2: it's interesting and i huh? just
0: found out uh, a, like last week or the week before he's got perfect pitch really yeah i was playing guitar in the living room and he's like that's a d and i'm like well, what's this he's like it's g and i'm like what's this he's like it's b flat and i'm like what the hell dude <laughs> I was like, how do you know and he's like i just memorized them all it's like what the <laughs> hell what i, I don't know them. you know i mean i might could guess hmm. and pick up that's interesting
2: yeah it's it's been really interesting watching the development of you know and like what they're into how mm. like, how why that like, why <laughs> that and, yeah but he's really good at it yeah, that's great <laughs> maybe he'll be the one to make all the money <laughs> yeah my daughter she's a she's into visual arts mainly she's a uh, she paints and draws and cool. she's into textiles and um, and she listens to music while she doesn't she knows all about music mm-hmm. um She's kind of sponge like that, but yeah, I, I I got her as far as what's the name of <laughs> Rumble by Link Ray. I oh, got yeah, her yeah. to we we could play that together. Um, cool. And then shortly after that, she said, "Not not really into this <laughs> that." <laughs> oh, that's fine with me. I don't want you to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well you can't force them no that's, that's sure. pointless yeah. and I and I, <clears throat> I know her enough to know that if at any because her mother my wife is kind of like well it's kind of be nice if maybe later and she wants to play and I said if she wants to play nothing will stop her you know like mm-hmm. it was with me there was right. nothing going to stop me from playing mm-hmm.
1: guitar and who knows she could come
2: back around to it
1: you know yeah she uh, could at some point in time, yeah. um
2: but again she's got her own interests and yeah and she's living her childhood not mine you know mm-hmm. that's, that's right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, dave's son is
0: my drummer yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't even know the answer to this uh i mean he, he is learning guitar now but uh when did he start even playing drums i know he played piano when he was a kid yeah uh
1: when he hit middle school, you know, the old uh, fifth or sixth grade, I think it's sixth grade, when you hit middle school, you're... Uh, he was in the band. You're able to go into the band program. Yeah. I forgot about And he had to decide on an instrument, and just like me, you know, uh, I was ninth grade when I was faced with that in high school, and uh, <clears throat> I knew that I didn't want to take P.E. anymore, and I didn't, uh, sing. Uh, I didn't fancy myself a singer at that time, at, uh, 13, 14 years old. To my choir? Yeah, chorus. Chorus. So it was either chorus, P.E., or band in high school for my chosen elective. And I said, well, I'm going band. And I picked out the drum, you know, and, uh, and learned it and uh, did uh, very well with it. With one drum, I couldn't play a set of drums to save my ass. <laughs> but uh, um, Connor came along and uh, was posed with the same thing uh, in the sixth grade, and he, he decided to follow in my footsteps, and he went with the snare drum. And uh, and he got very good at it. Uh, as a matter of fact, he, he can play a set of mm-hmm. drums. He can do just about anything you put on his plate, you know, as far as percussion goes. He he ordered some, I think this was during the pandemic, he ordered some bones that, uh, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's kind of like spoons. Spoons, yep. on, yeah, similar to that. Put them in a little bag and pull yeah, them out. That, you're the life of the party. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he kind of followed in, in... Uh, My footsteps there. Your daughter plays guitar too? My daughter? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. I mean, she's kind of let it go. But she's got her own uh, business and everything right here in town. So kind of like your daughter, you know, she's always in fashion and got a very innate sense of of fashion and marketing and merchandising and everything, she's just great at it.
0: <laughs> so, so you you've played with some legends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was reading your uh, bio. Uh, yeah, how did the Chuck Berry thing come about, or what was that about?
2: Well, I played in. Uh, I played with the, the, I think I might've mentioned the, the older guys that I played with, they had been, um, a part of a band called the Woolies in the 1960s. And they, uh, backed up Chuck Berry as the Woolies or after they kind of broke up whoever was left locally, mm-hmm. um, And I didn't realize this when I started playing with them, but they still would get a call from Chuck Berry when he came around. Oh, wow. wow. Um, So um, I got to play with Chuck Berry uh, five times I played with him. Oh my gosh. Um, Did he treat you okay? Well, I I didn't have very much interaction with him. Okay. Uh, I had a few personal interactions with him on stage and backstage but i had nothing to do with it uh and uh, i was just i actually played guitar with him because i was the bass player in the band but every time there was a chuck berry gig the old bass player would call up and want to get on the gig yeah. so the band leader switched me to, to rhythm guitar okay which was fine with me yeah and uh so yeah we played with him a few times and a uh, couple County fairs, played with him at a big uh, uh, theater, a music theater outside of Detroit. Mm. Uh, played with him one time in Wrigley Field in wow. Chicago. Neat. Between uh, between games of a doubleheader, Cubs oh, Padres, and then we I, we played one time at a private event at the Dow Chemical plant um, in. <laughs> some town in Michigan I can't remember what it was but yeah yeah, it was great I mean I I, you know it was mostly (laughs) a blur to me uh, being uh, 15 16 years old Um, but I I, you know like I say I I had a couple interactions with him and he was he was nice to me and he really kind of workman like he just came and did his job he had yeah, played okay. for 45 minutes he did he i've got... heard some horror stories of oh, i have too you know, but, <laughs> but i think that the band that i was in he he chose them yeah um he had the band leader's number It uh, actually mm-hmm. and so he was happy to be playing with us mm-hmm. and um It wasn't, you hear about people that just are not a good fit and Mm -hmm. et cetera. But yeah, he kind of came and did his job and and he seemed to enjoy it. Um, Well, that's quite
1: a uh, uh, notch on your resume
2: there. That's wonderful. It was, uh, it was great. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really happy I did it. You ain't kidding. There is one photograph that I've been able to find with me on stage with him. With Chuck. Oh, Uh, man. I know there's more, but I haven't seen him. And that Cubs Padres baseball game, I can't, didn't they leave the TV cameras on for the show? (laughs) (laughs) Is that in some basement somewhere? (laughs) Yeah. Surely. I mean, unless they didn't even, it was a day game, day doubleheader, they might not even televised it. Yeah. It was Sean Anna was the opening act. Sean, oh, wow. And <laughs> we had, they gave the band roving passes. So we could go anywhere in Wrigley Field. We could go in the broadcast booth. We could go out on the warning track out where they park all the trucks and stuff. Yeah. So me and the bass player, Chris B. Bacon was his name. Chris Bacon. Chris B. Bacon. Chris B. That's Bacon. Chris man. B. Bacon. <laughs> He's the guy. I replaced his bass player. And he was. Um, I don't know where the other guys were, but he, he was at loose ends and he was hanging out with the kid, me. And so we walked all over and, um, we saw Chuck out on the warning track or, you know, it was during the game. So it was on the other side of the wall under the bleachers. Um, we saw him get paid when that was two, uh, shopping bags full of cash, which he put in the <laughs> trunk, shut the door Dang. Crown Victoria rented, uh, Got his guitar out. We saw him get paid, and then we were wandering around, and we went in. Uh, we were told that our dressing room was the groundskeeper's dressing room, and uh, we could go in there if we wanted to, but well, we didn't need to dress or anything. But we did anyway because we were wandering around. We went in there while sha Na was playing, and Chris, we were just kind of looking around, and he picks up this comb off. And he combed his hair, and it was one of Shan Na's comb and it was loaded with grease. Mm. <laughs> and he so his hair was all <laughs> greased back. And he was really embarrassed by this. <laughs> so it was Beanie Day at Wrigley Field. They gave giving out Cubs beanies with yeah. the, oh, the so a beanie. So he wore his beanie yeah. instead of having greasy hair. And the one picture I have is he Chris is on stage with his cub's beanie oh that's great (laughs) hey
3: that
0: was beautiful Uh
2: (laughs) what about uh billy joe shaver i don't want to go through the list of yeah well uh, um, i'm just interested about we played with him in uh in Texas at a place called the Lone Star Cafe in Mesquite, Texas. And that wasn't a gig, that was just a pickup. He was, I don't even know why he was there, but he was there. And we we crossed paths with him on several occasions because his album, Tramp on Your Street, had recently been released when mm-hmm. my band was touring those couple years. He was touring on The Strength of That and maybe the next one, Electric Shaver as well. Mm-hmm. And this was when Eddie was still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to meet him a few times, and Eddie, and, um, and, uh, and the bass player, Keith Christopher. Keith's uh, quite an interesting guy. But <laughs> yeah, we, we played with the, like actually played music on the st- stage at the same time at a place called the Lone Star Cafe in Mesquite, Texas. And another guy that was there that night was James Hand who you probably haven't heard of, but he, he's, uh, he, he's passed fairly recently. Um, he's a songwriter. He was from central Texas. And he kind of sounded like Hank Williams and wrote songs uh, like in that vein.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He was a really good songwriter. He had, uh, I guess it's not too much to say. he had some personal issues that he never really got it together to. And become a a singer. I mean, he Mm. he did a lot of playing locally. He was acquainted with Willie Nelson. Um, Willie Nelson um, let him record at his studio there in Central Texas. Nothing really ever came of that. Um, But uh charlie crockett who's a contemporary country singer if you want to call him that uh yeah there you go yeah i, I
0: recognize the name when you yeah. said it justin
2: and is a big fan of i think charlie guy. crockett is okay great. so this is the
0: album yeah okay i didn't know who james hand was when i saw the album So yeah. I the whole record okay james yeah, hand.
2: yeah. So and I that's it. just the tip of the iceberg of james mm-hmm. Hand's. okay i'll too. have to check that out yeah mm-hmm. um And he, James Hand did a record with the derailers backing him up um, in the 90s. Mm. Didn't really kind of go anywhere. Um, But yeah, so that was a fun night with uh, Billy Joe Shaver. And Billy Joe Shaver and James knew each other. And James would just kind of, he, I don't know, I think he didn't have a driver's license. And he he had a a friend that I'm still in contact with named Brian that would kind of drive him around and he'd look up and there was James. howdy james how's it going he was really and he was a nice a really a nice man um, but yeah that was that was lots of fun we texas was great to my band the ex-husbands we played in uh, greater dallas a lot and and austin as well mm-hmm. a lot of people thought we were from texas we played there so much
0: mm. can you find the ex-husbands on spotify or
2: anything? uh no but i think there's some of it on um on youtube okay. cool check it out maybe we can pull yeah, some
0: up on the break hopefully we I
1: urge everybody to go back and dig some of that
2: up too if you mm-hmm. it's out there
0: let's take a break and come back and uh see what you got on that guitar all right let's do it good time. be right back
1: We're back with Anders Thompson, and uh, Anders going to do us some original
2: music now. What's this first one? It's uh, called uh, Honky Tonk Song on the Internet. I don't think I've ever said the name of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm trying to write a story that people want to hear about falling in love Drinking beer or how my truck broke down on the side of the road A song about a dog or a trailer park or meeting somebody and then I'm breaking your heart. A song that everybody thinks they already know. Starting to wonder if it's worth the sweat For the little bitty bit of money I get When I put my honky-tonk song on the internet Adelaide, odelaide, odelaide, odelaide Well, 57,537 views Seem like a lot of pretty good news But it don't put to On the table or gas in the tank Well, I can stand on the corner Holler till I'm blue But it don't change a thing That the people do Somebody else already got that money And they put it in the bank I'm starting to wonder if it's worth the sweat for the little bitty bit of money I get when I put my honky-tonk song on the internet. I'd lay, 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 lay. Yes,
3: sir.
1: All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I got shades of Ian Dunlop. Some, something about that uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Ian's songwriting. You familiar with Ian? No, I'm not. Ian Dunlop was the original bass player for Graham Parsons oh, okay. International Submarine Band, uh-huh. the, the little band that he put together up in Boston.
2: It was awesome. Nice. <laughs> what else you got? Well, let's see. I got this one here called uh, Money, Honey. This is one of those that I recorded last weekend. Um, I will let the song speak for itself. I ain't in love with your money, honey. Baby, I'm in love with your mind. Carried to those pearly gates, you know you got to leave your money behind. It is your spirit that moves me, mama, makes this broken world whole. I ain't in love with your money, honey, baby. I'm in love with your soul. I ain't in love with your body, baby It just gets me closer to you It gives me somewhere I can lay my head And something I can hold on to Your eyes hold the sun and the moon and the stars The ocean's way down low with your soul
1: Well that's what you are. That's, <laughs> that's beautiful. Great. Thank you. Yeah, man. So did you make uh we was talking about that during the break. Did you you do some? I just did a little decorating on this, on this decorating. one. Yeah,
2: this pickup I actually uh I made I I didn't wind the pickup, but I made yeah. the 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 structure of it. Yeah. And my friend yeah. Wes from Zhang Electronics made the pickup. Wired it up for me, and then I just kind of fooled around and made those uh, stick on there. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. I guess I had a, an hour to kill at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it took more than an hour. That's pretty nice. Eh, not really. <laughs> um, I've been wor- woodworking for a long time, so mm. building a guitar is not like an electric guitar is, is not all that much of a stretch. Yeah, um, it's not that difficult. I mean, Leo Fender was a radio repair man. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so he could do it.
0: <laughs> so we can find you on social media: yep. Facebook, Instagram, and uh, yep. Bookanders that's, that's your right. website.
2: Yeah, I've got. I post all my upcoming dates on there, and there's some music you can stream. Uh, what else is on there there's some links to videos and and whatnot shows and yeah, calendars and yeah it's a kind of one place you can find everything
0: heck yeah mm-hmm. and, and you got music on Bandcamp and uh yes and youtube some stuff up there.
2: uh i personally haven't posted anything on youtube but i do know that if you were interested in listening to my old band the ex-husbands you could find i i know there's the, the the greater part of both of our albums are are on there. I I don't know who put it up there, but it's there.
3: Okay.
1: So, yeah, y'all be sure and check that out. All the come check it out. Hot spots and hangouts of uh-huh. our buddy Anders Thompson, and uh, we're gonna ease on over here to the readers' corner now. Uh, it's time for a. Uh, Tale of the Week. April 7th, 1998. Brothers John and Bill Smith and I woke up in Nashville, Tennessee to the news of Tammy Wynette's passing. I didn't mean to sound so happy about that. (laughs) That that was kind of uh, up-tempo there, but... Let me start over. April 7th, 1998, brothers John and Bill Smith and I woke up in Nashville, Tennessee to the sad news of Tammy Wynette's passing. The three of us were in Music City peddling our original songs to anyone who would listen. It was the last day of our trip, and it started out just like the previous two mornings. Shower, brush teeth, head out to our go-to restaurant on 16th Avenue South for coffee before making the rounds to Nashville's publishing houses. It was early. The restaurant was almost empty, save for the three Waycross songwriters and a little booth occupied by Marty Stewart and company. I curbed my fanatic enthusiasm, put on my most professional song-plugging face, and eased over to his table to announce myself. I said, We're songwriters from Graham Parsons' hometown, Waycross, Georgia. As I handed him our Smith Griffin Smith CD, Marty smiled and said, Ah, the Nashville handshake. That's when a virtual nobody hands a cassette tape or CD to a virtual somebody in Nashville. Marty Stewart knows about Graham Parsons, as do most knowledgeable folks in the country music capital of the world. At the age of 13, Marty was a member of bluegrass legend Lester Flatt's band. A year later, they were playing a show at Michigan State University with Graham Parsons, Emmylou Harris, and the Eagles. Marty remembers. Graham and I jammed backstage, and he was talking about George Jones and Keith Richards in the same breath. He was dressed like Porter Wagoner. That particular show changed my life, and I signed on that night to play the kind of country music I play. On his Love and Luck album from 94, he recorded the Flying Burrito Brothers classic, Wheels, written by Parsons and Chris Hillman. In 2018, he and his band embarked on a tour with original Birds members, Hillman and Roger McGuinn celebrating the 50th anniversary of one of the most influential country rock albums of all time, The Birds, Sweetheart of the Rodeo. One of the players on that 1968 album, recorded in Nashville, was renowned bluegrass guitarist Clarence White, who along with musician Gene Parsons invented the B-Bender, a spring mechanism that attaches to a regular electric guitar, making it sound like a pedal steel. Tragically, on July 15, 1973, while loading equipment after a gig in Palmdale, California, Clarence White died after being hit by a drunk driver. In 1980, Clarence's wife, Susie, called Marty up to see if he would be interested in buying some of her late husband's instruments, one of which was the original B-Bender Fender Telecaster that Clarence had played on Sweetheart of the Rodeo. Marty bought the guitar that he had always been fascinated by, along with one of Clarence's nudie suits. He speaks of the legendary guitar. I've never considered it my guitar, really. It's his, and now it kind of has a life of its own. The spring gets dry and squeaks, so I spray WD-40 on it now and then, but I've never cleaned it. All the dirt inside, behind the strings, is the original dirt. We call it. Clarence. (laughs) As legendary as that B-Bender guitar and its original owner is, Marty Stewart is a country legend himself. From an early age in Philadelphia, Mississippi, he taught himself how to play the guitar and mandolin. After playing in Lester Flatt's bluegrass band from 72 until Flatt passed away in 79, he then joined Johnny Cash's band for the next six years and married Cash's daughter, Cindy at least for a few years. In 1985, Stewart left Johnny Cash's band to pursue a solo career. Over the years, he has released a catalog of superb country music recordings that's put him in a class all his own, including several duets with Georgia boy Travis Tritt. After meeting legendary country music singer Connie Smith following one of her concerts back in the 60s, he announced to his mother that he was marry her someday. He did just that in 1997, and a year later, helped write and produce her comeback album, Connie Smith. The fabulous superlatives, guitarist Kenny Vaughn, drummer Harry Stinson, and bassist Chris Scruggs have performed with Marty since 2002 and are featured regularly on the Marty Stewart Show, a 30-minute program on RFD-TV, following the tradition of the Porter-Wagner show, the Jim and Jesse show, and other Saturday evening country music shows that I used to watch on black and white TV in the 60s. Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives, along with former Flying Burrito brother John Beelan, and original international submarine band bassist Ian Dunlop, headlined the, for, the 21st annual Graham Parsons Guitar Pool and Tribute Festival, September 27th through 29th, 2018, at the Okefenokee Fairgrounds in Waycross, Georgia. Stewart celebrated his 60th birthday that weekend, but it was me that got the present. It was the memory of a modern country legend by the name of Marty, playing the B bender guitar of a bluegrass country legend by the name of Clarence in honor of a cosmic American country music legend by the name of Graham. Put all that together and you got some country music legend. (laughs) Heck yeah. Well, brother, we have certainly enjoyed having you.
2: Been my pleasure, absolutely. Yes,
1: sir, and yeah. Uh, yeah. thanks again for making the trip. And uh, folks, you know where to find him on the internet, and uh, find out where Anders is playing live, and go out and check him out. He puts on a show,
0: and uh, I've seen him twice now. He's it's both been great. I'm glad we got you on yeah. <laughs> here. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having <laughs> me. Thanks again, it's buddy. Been a pleasure.
1: And thank you all for tuning in, and we shall see you next time.
0: When man